Hi, this is Mark. And this is Francois from the Daily Ride Podcast. And uh, we're reaching out to everyone to ask you to please tell your friends, family, loved ones to subscribe to the podcast. dogs. Anybody who you think might press the button. Yep. And uh, because we're trying to broaden the listenership of the show and we can only do that with your help. That's true. That's Please uh, subscribe and, and share it with a friend. Yeah. And uh, if you can, check out our YouTube channel, Daily Ride Podcast, and uh, subscribe there, too, because then you get to see us in living color. That What could be more awesome than that? Nothing. Right on. Right on. Hi, this is Mark and Francois doing the Daily Ride Podcast for Wednesday, September 12th, 2018. And even though my milkshake doesn't bring all the boys to the yard, we're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. Okay. You ready? We're in biz. You going? Yep. All right. Sorry, that was an ordeal. Quite. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, I'm just you know I'm feeling a little stacked right now with uh, with allergens. <laughs> so I did an impulsive thing last night. Which and I, was it? Did Taryn show you the text message that I sent her? No. Oh, I uh, I sent her a text message last night at about five o'clock, and I was like, I did something impulsive. Please don't <laughs> divorce me. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yes, she did. I bought. Yes, she did, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it the was... the impulsive thing that I did was I bought a vacuum cleaner. Like of all the with a giant HEPA filter. Yes. In <laughs> fact, I bought the one that we use at the store. Yeah, it's a good vacuum. It really is. Yeah. And as I was reading all the, as I was reading all oh, the. Oh, that's what she was saying. But that thing, that's uh, you know, because you've only seen it beat to hell. Right. Right. Right, she's like, let's just get the vacuum cleaner that we get at the store. I'm like, that's a four hundred fucking dollar vacuum cleaner, and she was like, oh, oh, like really? I was like, oh, well, yeah, it gets kicked to shit immediately because it, you know. In fact, that's why we have to get that one. Otherwise, it'd just be beat to hell. Right. Otherwise, they stopped working. Remember when we tried to use like the little dirt devil, like seventy dollar dirt devil? It lasted about fifteen minutes. Oh my god, it was broken so fast. It it didn't <laughs> make it one pass through the store, as I recall. You know, it and is, it was already like clogging and like just. I, I will say it is insane how destructive a group of people can be to something like that. Right. Like you would have that mealy vacuum in your home. You like you'll have that if you take care of it, right? Reasonable right. care. No, you know, you'll have that for a lifetime. Right. Well, I was reading. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I was reading the reviews on it. And, you know, Mealy Company says, like, these are tested for 20 years' worth of use. Yeah. And I was like, well, that seems pretty good. And they have a seven-year warranty. Right. Not a one, you know, like, every (laughs) appliance out there comes with, like, a one-year if it breaks while doing something it's normally supposed to do. You know what that one-year warranty is meant to protect? A manufacturing defect. Right. So if, if you plug it in... These you know, two pieces didn't click together quite properly wrap, and the thing doesn't work. They wrapped the motor and they made a mistake in the wrapping on the wire. It, and, it gets hot over time. Finally, the wires collapse and, 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 it, and it fucks up. And that happens very quickly. That happens within a couple of months of use. Right. Yes, that's what the one you... Melee says, like, no, no. We've got your back for seven years. Right. This is meant to last. Yes. So that Melee vacuum, I got the C1 Turbo. Ooh. That's the black obsidian. Sweet. Yeah. 
not having no white vacuum in my house. I don't know what that's about. No, people seeing through your window think you're uh, a little bit effeminate. Think I'm, uh, think I'm some sort of poofster. <laughs> they just think you're a little effeminate. Yeah. Because of your white vacuum. Yeah, my white. Anyway, yeah. but I got the I got the cool looking sleek black vacuum, and uh, and I was able to you know finance it, no interest, no payments. Nice. Twelve months. Nice. So I didn't feel as bad as if I was just like putting it on my credit card. Sure. Yeah. Uh. So, so yeah, that's what I did. But it's got that monster HEPA filter, and there's just dog hair everywhere right now because he's getting his winter coat. Sure. And, uh... Wait till the spring. Oh, my like God. dog hair now? Yeah. When he loses his winter coat? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because we hadn't really dealt with it yet because sure. he was a puppy right. in the winter when we got him, so... Well, that'll be fun. He wore those little jackets... You remember those little police Them's jackets? Mean streets for a wiener dog in a cardigan. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Norm Macdonald. I watched his special the other day. It's pretty, pretty good. good. Speaking of watching, Hitler's I, dog. Hitler's Special? dog. Yeah. Yes. Uh, speaking of uh, watching, I started watching the Great British. Baking. The Great British Baking Show. No British. The Great British Baking Show. You watch the Great British Baking Show, Daddy? <laughs> yes. Uh, That's so nice. Yes, it was. It, it's a good show. It is. Who's the Who's the long-haired hippie? Oh, okay. So you must have started watching one of the later seasons. No, no. This is season one. Where are you watching it? Hulu. Yeah. Netflix. YouTube. Oh, if you're watching it on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Season one, huh? Yeah. Maybe they added a season. They did something weird, like, we're not viewing the later seasons on Netflix or something like that. There's, they did something weird. They, they put is them it, out in a weird order. Is it a Netflix show? No, it's a British... It's oh, a, it's a it BBC. Was, it was a BBC show. Right. Now it's a... Uh, now it's a, I think, Channel, Channel 4 or something? Whatever the other British... BBC 4. BBC Four, whatever. BBC One, BBC Two, <laughs> BBC Seven, BBC yeah. Heaven. Yeah. Uh, well, they moved from the BBC to a different channel. Okay. And uh, they lost some hosts or something like that. Anyway, they originally it had two female hosts. Again, who's the long-haired hippie? I don't know. I like him though. I like him. I too. like him in a weird way. He's always wearing those flowery shirts. And yes. Yes. He must be from Manchester. He's got a Manchester accent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I like it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like it. He's kind of he's cheeky in a weird way. Is he, is he a rock star? I don't know. Is he a musician? I don't think he so. looks musiciany. I know, With the jet black hair and the. And I the, mean, he looks yeah. like a British ver- like a gay British version of Chris. Kind of. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Kind of yeah. sort of reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a weird face only a mother could love, though. Yes, that's true. Which you think wouldn't be so weird if it weren't for the other things surrounding him, like the hair and the shirt and the tight pants and the thing. Like if he just got a haircut, but then he just looks stood, like a, he looked up like straight. a British banker. Yeah, yeah. Right now he kind of looks like Joey Ramone. Yeah, 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 yeah. That same sort of like something's wrong with this he's, picture. He's su- kind of face. I think he's super tall, 
and kind of yeah, hunches down. Yeah, he hunches down to... So there's yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, yes, I do like him. I like him, yeah. too. I, he's, a, he's a good part of the show. I'm sort of lukewarm on the woman. She hasn't really impressed me yet. Uh, uh, like, you know, the his co-host? Well, the the I old did, lady? I did like... There was an interaction between her and one of the bakers who was getting kind of flirty with her. Oh, was it the gay guy? The, the the gay architect? Or not gay architect. The gay... I didn't know he was gay, but but he was sure he was mentioned. the first guy I'm to leave. Sh- he I'm was the first sh- guy to be booted. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they mentioned... Really, the first guy to be booted? Second guy to be booted. No, first guy to be booted. Oh, no, you're right, you're right. Second the black dude booted. was the first guy to be booted. Yeah, which is he too bad because I really liked him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he was, was se- He was the second guy to be booted. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, um, he was a little effeminate, and I think he... But he had, he really didn't have very good skills. No, he didn't. He didn't. He must have had, like, one good thing that he baked to get in there. I guess so. You know? Yeah. Uh... Some of them are really fucking talented, though. I know. I know. They did Swiss Rolls the last show. Uh... Now I want Swiss Rolls. I know. Uh, they did uh, on the one that I watched last night. They did. It was the caramel episode. Oh. Have you seen that one yet? I saw one where a guy did a fire on top of his cake. Ooh! His, his, a fire on top of. Oh, his, I haven't gotten his, there yet. Really? I don't know. I don't making, know what you're watching. They were making fruity cakes. I think you're, maybe you're watching a different season than I am. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, they're making fruity cakes. Oh. And they kept calling them fruity cakes, which is funny as hell. Fruity cakes? Did he like? But it wasn't a real fire. It was like built out of caramel or something yeah, it like was, that. He took these oh, cherries. Oh, okay, I did see he that. Took these cherries. I did see that. Dipped them into a caramel. Right, and then pulled them out and let it drip and harden. Yeah, and, and then hardened, inverted them. And it to, looked like a fire. Yeah, yes, I did see that. That was pretty bitchy. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like a real fucking fire. <laughs> you just lit it in place. I was like, wow, that's bold. <laughs> no, a faux fire. A faux fire. A faux fire. Okay. And then they made made like board games. Right, yeah. You know, they had to make board games. That was a little yep. weird. Yeah, the board games was weird. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, the guy uh, who did the chessboard, though. That the, was kick-ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's really good. He's won the first two two shows. Yes. Yes, he has. Yeah. And the... Uh, the And he's really talented, you can tell. He's the other like, one who's pretty good is the, the blonde-haired Russian girl. Oh yeah, yeah. She's pretty good. She's weird, but I, she's. I like her. Yeah, she's focused, you know, and she did seem. She seems like sort of unflappable, in a way. Yeah, I like that about her. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like nothing stresses her out. She's like things were so bad in Mother Russia, you know. What could? Well, what I'm could, smiling could, all the time. How could I be bothered by this? Right. 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 Even I'm if I on, lose, I'm on a fucking baking show. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I'm not standing in a bread line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a baking show I am, not standing I in a bread am, line I'm actually baking bread yeah. yeah I get to make my own bread I have the leisure time to bake bread yes yeah uh, but uh, she's good uh, the the other girl who's the military the ex-military stunt girl mm-hmm she's pretty good she's pretty good uh, yeah she that that chicken bake a cake uh, she's, she makes a nice sponge, doesn't she? She, she makes a nice sponge, a nice crumb. A nice crumb. A nice crumb. Oh, when Paul Hollywood says crumb, <laughs> that's my favorite. You're right about the handshake thing. They made a big deal about the handshake. I know. Well, you know, if you watch the earlier seasons, you kind of get it. 
And and the guy who got the handshake, who's won the first two challenges, he seems gay. Yes. But he's he's always on the phone to his wife. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, you know what? My British gaydar could be way off. You know, it's funny. I bet it is. I bet it is. There's a weird British affectation that seems like, um, that's very similar to sort of an American gay affectation. Right. Okay. I think. Yeah, because the gays uh, here sort of co-opted it. I, I think? don't know how affectations arise. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I really, I honestly don't. That's an interesting you know, some, some, somewhere somebody could waste <laughs> their waste their school, you know, waste their eighty to hundred and twenty thousand dollars on their education doing a dissertation on that. Sure, yeah. Well, and I was kind of thinking, you know, like uh, like the host seems gay, like the black haired, you know, hippie host. Uh, the other guy, but I don't think he is. And the other guy, and the other guy, and I'm like. Well, they can't all be gay. They just, statistically, it just doesn't even work out. The, math, the numbers don't. Doesn't. Doesn't. Doesn't add. Although, you know, like if you look at a show like, uh, uh, you know, like one of those fashion shows. Turn to the left. Mm, Turn no. to the right. No. Uh, uh, like, uh, run, t- like Project Runway. Project those, Runway kind of, yeah. those kind of things. America's Next Top Model. Yeah, I mean, I think. No, it's Project Runway. Or. Project Runway. So you think you where can they're sew? making, yeah, where they're making the clothes. I think most of the guys on that show are gay, right? But I think it's because that that uh, act, that particular that activity, right, uh, attracts whatever it is that that uh, whatever it is that you know flips your gay switch. Mm-hmm. Also flips that switch, maybe, right. Or there's something connected there. I don't know what it right. is. Like, I, yeah, I don't know what it's true. That you is. do. You do very rarely say see straight, like designers. I mean, you do occasionally. No, no, no. But for it's sure. just really rare. For sure. Yeah. It's just really rare. Just like every once in a while, you have to meet a gay carpenter, but like they're out there. Sure. You know, there's just not many of them. It's weird. I I think it's a tough world for a gay carpenter. I think so too. That's probably why you, you don't. You also don't see a lot of female scientists, just because it's maybe a tough world for them to exist in. I don't know, man. I've I've heard I've heard a lot uh, from like listening to um, uh, the Infinite Monkey Cage. You do get a sense that it is a tough world for women in science. I and I think it is. I think that's that's true. But I'm not sure that's why. Because if you look at a con- country like Norway, sure, where they have a f- where they've gone to great lengths to make sure that there's uh, parity of opportunity in various fields, especially in the STEM program. Right. Science, man. Yeah. Uh, they have they have as much or more uh, disparity. There's more men in science. and You know, so there is some element of choice involved there, and I'm not sure why that is. Yeah. You know, there's an element of human choice. Sure. Uh, I don't think it, it's not aptitude. It's no. not ability. It's no. a, a matter of choice. Yeah. You know. Your proclivities. Yeah. What interests you? Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> even within the sciences, you see many more women in the in biology, mm-hmm. medicine, those sciences than you do in sort of physics, right? Uh, engineering. Etc. And that's, uh, 
I, I mean, clearly there's a lot of things going on. So there's there's some element, I'm sure, of discrimination. Sure. You know, you get a you get a boys' club, and they don't want to let the chick in. Right. So there's a there's an element of that. Right. But it doesn't explain it. It's not enough to explain it. Sure. Uh, you think it's not enough to explain it in this day and age? Well, like, where, like, like you, I think like you, maybe, okay. you know, 40 years ago. No, no. Think about it this way. Yeah. Okay, 90% of all jobs that commonly have fatalities within the field, so dangerous jobs is really what I'm talking about. Sure. Ice road truckers. Yeah. Deep sea fire, fishermen. Firemen. Firemen. Yeah. Uh... uh Hey, fire person. Fire, per, fire, pe- fire people. Fire people. That uh, just makes it sound like they're on fire. A little bit. <laughs> so or that they even start them. <laughs> so, well, in, in Fahrenheit four five zero, they did. <laughs> yep. Uh, but anyway, like in dangerous professions, oil working on oil rigs and stuff like that, okay. and and I think I gave uh, you a few I, good ones. Okay, and yeah, you sort yeah. of just kind of brushed them off. <laughs> well. Yeah, you gave me a few good But I'm trying to think I gave you of... ice road truckers and deep sea fishermen. Those are the jobs of the two highest death rates. Are you sure of that? No, I'm not. I made that up. But Because I'm thinking I like, sounded confident I, when I, I said it, didn't I'm th- I? I'm thinking like skyscraper, you know, welders. Sure. These kind of... Anyway. Yeah. They're mostly men. Right. So, so... But why? Okay. So... Let's say, so they, they just happen to be mostly men. Let's just say, that, let's just say there is no, at the beginning, mm-hmm. there's no bias. Sure. But dudes are stupid. Right. They overestimate their chances of... Survival. Survival and underestimate their chances of failure. Yeah. And it's a higher paying job because there's danger involved. Yeah. So they go for it. Yes. And so let's just say that's and and women are just saying, <laughs> you go do that, <laughs> right? You know, but so it so it kind of sugars off that mostly it's being done by men. Mm-hmm. But let's say a woman comes along who wants to do that, who's like intrigued by the higher pay, but she's not afraid of the the danger, and she's just as stupid as the dudes are in a, terms of underestimating her chance of failure. Sure, with you so far. Okay, but there are already a bunch of dudes in the field. Right. Yes. And so they don't want a chick joining their dude club. Right. So it, it actually is an after effect of the fact that mostly men are doing it. Sure. So yeah. it's a symptom of the fact that it's d- so mostly So what do you do? Doing... Do you just round up a bunch of women who want to do the job and then inject them into it so it's 50-50 for a while? No, See what happens? No, no, I think you. <laughs> I think what you do is you, is you try to institute techniques and systems that will prevent the discrimination. So in okay. other so in other words, yes it does shape up. So it you know it's all firemen and you know it was been all firemen so long men doing the the firing firemening job right. for so long that guess what there's not even a fucking ladies bathroom in there. Sure. You know, they didn't even bother to build one. Right, okay. Uh, because it's all dudes, and it would have been a waste of space and resources to build a women's oh. bathroom for right. the no women that are on the... Welding team? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, skyscraper welding. So, so, the sort of, so the sort of system, the, the infrastructure, the, 
the the ethos, the mentality, the the whole thing is set up around this being a dude's thing. And by the way, there's women's things like that too. Right. Uh, but so so what you do is you try to like once you realize that, and once once women want to get into those fields or express a desire to get into those fields or complain about the fact that they try to get into those fields and it was a dude's world. Yeah. Or vice versa. That you then go back and you say, okay, we got to do something about this. Okay. You know, and you go in and you say, hey, you got to build a women's restroom or you got to make a unisex restroom or whatever you got to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to rip out that stall and put in a toilet. Yeah. Okay. So you, you make accommodation and you, and you go in. The more difficult one to, to deal with is the sort of good old boy. Attitude. Good old girl attitudes. Right, okay. Right? Where they don't want a fucking dude in sure. there. Sure, and that's suddenly. harder to control because you can't control it on a, you have to almost control it on an individual basis, right? You can't, it rarely works where you just issue a blanket statement being like, hey, you know, there's girls working here now, be nicer to them. Right. And then everyone's just like, oh, yeah, so totally, absolutely. That seems totally reasonable. Right. <laughs> like, when does that happen? Well, it, no, it doesn't. Exa- exactly, right. it doesn't. So, and so you have, to, you have to change attitudes, and yeah, that's a hard job. Uh, because you're going against what is actually a natural proclivity of men to do this one thing and women to do this other thing, because it turns out there's differences between men and women. <gasps> How dare you? I know. How it's a bold, dare you? It's a bold fucking statement. Uh, 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 while you were talking about that, I was looking up uh, 10 most dangerous jobs in America ranked by uh, fatal injuries per 100,000 workers. Look at you. Okay. Uh, number one, logging workers. Logging. Missed that one. Right. That is dangerous. Super fucking dangerous. Yeah. And you don't see many women doing it. True. Now, is it because they're not allowed? Right. I mean, there's obviously no law. Right. And there's probably some women doing it. There must be. There must be. Uh, but they've learned ways to cope with the dudes who are in the field. And because those are, I know some of those logging dudes. I think, I think you treat it just like prison. The first dude who gives you shit on the logging site, you just punch him right in the dick. Uh, you know? Yeah. I think that would work. I, I think it would work. Well, I think it, what, what, if I think the, what if you're not tough enough to do that? Then you maybe shouldn't be logging. I mean, you can be tough enough to log to be logging and not tough as that guy who's logging. It's true. I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying that. That I, I don't, maybe I'm you not find sure. the smallest guy I'm who not, gives you shit. I'm not sure that. The dick. I'm not sure that. Just, I, you want to be known as a dick puncher. I think is the moral <laughs> of it. You know, you want to be like that chick might punch me in the dick. Well, yes, you want them to have that fear. Yes. Uh, because yeah. that's a that's and a, I really like my dick and I'd because, like it not to be I'd like it to be punched because for... dudes leave each other alone because there's always the remote fear <clears throat> that one of them is going to haul off and blast the other in the face and you just don't know right and part of that not knowing you say you say the wrong thing to that guy and he's just going to cold cock you right so yeah. you don't so you know so that you know when because uh, men are impulsive you know when when I'm and walking, women are impulsive too <laughs> I'm just trying to balance everything you know that I say out. I'm just saying that there's a pretty good chance that if you're walking through a gauntlet, mm-hmm. you know, down a street, down an alleyway, on your way to the to the grocery store after work, mm-hmm. and there's a row of dudes sitting there drinking, 
Right. And I walk by... And punch one of them in the dick. <sighs> and I walk by... Yeah. They don't say anything to me. Right. Even though all things being equal, they might. Right. All five of them could probably take me. They could, or just, you know, I mean, they would be, they would, you know, they're the harassing fucking type. Right. You know, they're a little bit drunk, they're a little bit harassing, and they might just say, hey, asshole, or something, you know, whatever. Right. But if they say, hey, asshole. Right. They risk me turning around and punching them in the head. Right. They don't know. Yes. They don't know. Because I grew up on the same playground that they did, and I got into fights, and I know you don't die when you get hit. I, you right. Know, like, I'm not yeah. afraid. I, I mean, I may be afraid, but they don't know Because you that. don't like getting hit. Because I don't like getting hit. But they don't know that. Right. Um, but they're pretty sure, with a woman, <clears throat> right. that they're not going to fight them back. And that they've got a, a big enough advantage over them strength-wise mm -hmm. that they can risk it. Right. And so they catcall. But if one out of every 12 women who got catcalled pulled out a taser and fucking dosed you, <laughs> I think you would think twice right. before catcalling if you just knew that one in 12 was going to fucking turn around. And so, you're, <laughs> so you're saying that tasing is the great equalizer. I'm saying that it's a good one. Right. And that women should carry tasers. Okay. And be ready to fucking deploy them. And deploy them for... You know, because you're not going to kill somebody. Right. Deploy it for a, you know, a moderate offense. Right. You know, like, you don't have to wait until somebody's trying to attack you to, to deploy it. Right. They can, they can, you know, act in a menacing way towards you, and that's enough. Right. Because that's when a dude hauls off and hits another dude, if he's gonna. Right. When he, when he acts you know? in a menacing way towards me. Yeah, you're like, I'm sorry, what was that motherfucker? Right. And then he says something again, and you just blast him right in this case girl could say what was that motherfucker and he says he said i like the way your jello shake <laughs> right Taze. yeah right and he may think twice before or come over here baby <laughs> <laughs> give me some sugar exactly uh, what was that motherfucker <laughs> that's right i said give me some <laughs> <laughs> that's right and he and his buddies may fucking think twice before catcalling Before again. doing that again the next time some girl walks by. Right. So that not every girl has to carry a taser, just one in 12, but they've got to be ready to use it just like you would a punch in the head. Right. Uh, just for the record, on my list of top 10 most dangerous jobs in America, uh, number two is fishers and related fishing workers. So one of the two I gave you yeah, was the top two yeah. dangerous job in the world. What what'd you call it? Something deep fishing. sea fisherman. Deep sea fisherman. Yeah. Is that what you said to me? Yes. You said off-road trucking. I said ice road trucking. Oh, ice road trucking. Yes. Yeah. That's the one where they fall in. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if they get it wrong. Yeah. And the other one was, uh, and the other one was deep sea fisherman. Do you know? Have you noticed this is the slowest ride into work ever? Uh, what the hell is going on? I don't know. I don't it know. It better be busy today. Also, number seven, truck set truck. And sales drivers of any kind, truck and sales drivers. Really? Yeah. Oh, just because they're on the road. Yes. And driving for a living is dangerous. <laughs> yep. Right. So there you go. 
because 45 so the two I gave you were in the top ten. So 45 that yeah I did not poo poo your ideas you were skeptical that they were really that dangerous I was looking for in my mind I was looking for you were looking for the loggers no I was looking for the construction workers uh, roofers, number four. That, that, that was what I was looking for. Exactly, yeah. roofers. Okay, iron and steel workers, number six. There you go. Trash and recycling collectors, number five. This is weird. Because they get some asshole blasts by them and they get hit. Uh, and they uh, get killed. Eight farmers, ranchers, and other agricultural managers, and so, nine first-line supervisors. That's getting, your, that's getting your head stuck in a combine. First-line supervisors of construction and, uh, trades and extraction workers. It's weird. What are they extracting? Oh, oil. That's right. oil rig. Right. Yeah. Uh, I heard about when I was in, living in Edmonton, I, was, I, I hired this woman. Elsie was her name. Right. She was my assistant manager. Oh, actually, I didn't hire her. She got there before I. She was there before I was, and I came in to manage. She was the assistant manager. I was going to say something about sharing a room in Chelsea, but uh, all right, hold on. Yellow. Oh, uh, you're actually speaking with Francois, but I don't know. I'll check and I'll text you right back. All right, bye. Uh, nobody got the locations today. Who hid last night? I don't know. That's it. Oh, Aiden. Time to tase somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very big, so tasing <laughs> might be my option, too. You know? Just like sure. Demure. Uh, yeah, so uh, those are the most dangerous jobs. <laughs> I'm going to tell my oil rig story. You in it? Oh, tell your oil rig story. Are we really? Yeah, we're good. So yeah, so uh, Elsie uh, was her name, mm-hmm. and a big, tall, blonde woman, and she worked up on the oil rigs in Alberta as a cook. Wow! And she would go up there. They would work a three-month stint, and it's just like it's seven days a week. You know, because there's nothing to do up there. Right. So you get paid a sort of a premium pay for. You know, sort of not having any days off for 90 days. Right. And then you come back with a big wad of cash. You know, at the time, it was like $20,000. Yeah. Which was a tw- lot of money. Well, $20,000 in three months is still kind of a lot of money. Well, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's what, you know, so, and back then, it was it was a lot of money. Right. So you'd go up, you'd you'd sign <coughs> a contract, you'd work your time, and then you would, you would come back. Yeah. Anyway, so she was up doing that one day, uh, one time. And she she was talking about a, the way they drill, the, the way they connect the pipes as they drill down is they use chains. Mm-hmm. And they wrap them around these giant pipes. Mm-hmm. And they pull them with hydraulic pullers or something like that. Anyway, there's a great deal of tension on these chains. Cool. And uh, one of the chains snapped, and a guy just happened to have his hand up in the air and the chain came and just punk took off his hand. Ha! Ha! <laughs> just. Ha. I know, right? That sounds like. The oh worst. God! That sounds like the worst way to lose a hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants sloppy joes for lunch? <laughs> Me, I do. Oh. <laughs> anyway, very bad. They never found the hand. Really? Holy shit! It got hit by the thing and it went flying. Right. Oh man! Eventually, somebody found that I'm hand. I'm sure. You know. I'm sure. Like that's not, 
You don't just forget about that. No, you no. know, even you, I, I think I, I would go back with my stump and I would try to find it. Right. It's like, you gotta be around here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do with it, but I'd be like, oh, there it is. Great. Yeah. I think I'd keep the bones. Um, and maybe dissolve it in some, uh, in some acid, remove the bones. Just, and maybe like kind of get it mounted, you know, like in a way that like it was given you know somebody what? the finger. I would just be bitter about oil rigs. That's what I would. <laughs> I would just be bitter about it. I would never go back again. Probably not a lot of good workers comp there, right? I would collect my insurance. Right. And, uh, and, and drink yourself into oblivion with one hand. <laughs> and learn to masturbate with my left hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, stranger style. <laughs> uh, so... But yeah, so I mean that was a that was a horrifying story to me. And you just think, you know, that could be your head. That could be sure, you know, yeah. well, I mean, his hand. D- d- really, he's just lucky, lucky he's alive. I know. Yeah. I know exactly so. Yeah. Uh, so that's been a, his dick. that's a that's a pretty dangerous job. <laughs> and how would it be his dick? I don't know. Like in what scenario Very preoccupied with injured dicks today. In what scenario <laughs> is he laying on his back elevated? Yep. <laughs> naked with a boner. How is that when it... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> on gets, an oil rig. Gets pretty crazy on those oil rigs, I hear. <laughs> Lonely out there, is Lonely. it? Lonely. <laughs> Lonely. Not a lot of ladies on those oil rigs. <laughs> no, it's true. Do exactly you, so. Do and what you gotta do. And that's the point. And that's the point. Yeah. Uh, check out the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 and tell a friend. Yeah, more importantly, uh, if you would share it, that would be awesome. Yeah. Right on. Right on. <laughs>